Good afternoon. Welcome to Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Today I read the case 2,174 Obscene Devices vs. State, 33SW3D904, Texas Court of Appeals, 2000. This case, like the title suggests, deals with obscene devices. I focus on these because we're concerned with obscenity. We have discussed whether these obscene devices cases pertain to our First Amendment mission, and we do conclude they do indirectly relate, partially because in Texas, Statute 41.21 to 41.23 lumps obscene material and obscene devices together. So what happened in this case? It says, quote, Gino Anthony Barone appeals an adverse forfeiture judgment from County Criminal Court. On August 21, 1995, Houston Police Vice Officers seized from a warehouse without a warrant 2,174 devices claimed to be obscene. In September 1999, the state filed a motion for forfeiture and destruction of the seized items. On December 15, 1999, a hearing was conducted on the motion resulting in judgment entered February 1st, 2000. In its judgment, the trial court delineated those items found to be obscene as well as a not insignificant number of items found not found to be obscene. There were no criminal prosecutions involving any of the items seized. End quote. I wonder how they counted that many. How did they do that? That's a lot of counting for cops to do. In one of the other trials, the judge said it's a waste of resources for cops in Texas to deal with obscene devices. If it's just one or two or five or ten or twenty, it's one thing. But 2,174, that's a lot of counting and a lot of wasted resources. So what did the appellant object to? It says, quote, In his sole point of error, appellant claims that the court erred in partially granting the state's motion to forfeit. Because Mr. Barone, the stated owner of the devices, was neither convicted under Section 4323, 43.23 of the Texas Penal Code, wholesale promotion of any obscene material device, nor were the devices entered into evidence, he claims there is no statutory authority for forfeiture. Without citation to authority, appellant further argues that the legislator specifically intended to eliminate the review of devices one at a time, applying Section 43.21 Penal Code definitions, end quote. Our friend here probably should have cited more authority. I don't know why his lawyer didn't do that. Let's have a look here. Yep, he did have a lawyer. It wasn't pro se. His lawyer was Nelson T. Hensley. So why didn't you cite any more, Nelson? You gotta do what you gotta do the best you can in fighting these battles. What else happened? It said, quote, Appellant correctly observes the legislator does not include corresponding definition of obscene devices in Article 18.18, end quote. That, according to this, Article 18.18 deals with seizing items. You know what, friends? This is a great idea for another podcast episode. We did do one podcast episode on the Penal Code, Section 41, 21 to I'm sorry, 4321 to 4323. 
So this would be another good thing to discuss on an episode alone, since this pertains to the trials. Also, the decision says, quote, And finally, appellant's one-case citation illustrating there is no prohibition against an individual possessing an obscene device, end quote. They had to point out he had only one case citation. So perhaps that is a lesson we need to be more thorough in our briefs. But they say, quote, We should hasten to add we are dealing with an in-rem proceeding, not the personal prosecution of Mr. Barone. Our courts have consistently held a forfeiture of personal property to be in-rem, not against the owner, but the property itself. As in our case, there is no prosecution in gambling paraphernalia. But the thrust of the appellant's argument, what are we to make of the fact that the forfeiture shows show cause provision does not mention obscene devices, end quote. Good point. I'm glad they didn't prosecute Mr. Barone. We have that victory, that consolation here. I'm not sure why they didn't, but whatever the case may be, it's a good thing they didn't. Maybe God guided their hand to another direction. Ultimately, they're concluding that yes, they say yes, the items were obscene, and thus they had obligation and the right to seize the items. They say, quote, Appellant's own testimony can be read as conceding the obscene nature of the material. We overrule appellant's only issue and affirm the judgment of the court, end quote. The appellant did a good job fighting this. So we need to pick up the ball and keep fighting the good fight. This appellant may be dead by now, 20 years. He could be alive or could be dead. It's tough to say. Does anyone know the appellant? Has anyone ever had that many obscene devices altogether? So what do you think about this? We need to aspire to First Amendment heaven, which is where the appellant may have gone or may be going for fighting the good fight. How will you advance the First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third-party state? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.